Hey everybody, uh, welcome to Proof Not the Exception, episode 11. I'm Tuck, and this is my wife. I'm Aisha. Um, yeah, so just wanted to jump right in. Uh, first of all, disclaimer, of course, we're not professionals, as we state literally at the beginning of every episode, but um, also want to let you guys know that the podcast is also available on Apple as of, I think, last week, uh, but all the episodes are on there, so... Um, this week I was in charge of the topics and I wanted to talk about parenting. Um, yeah, so we'll just jump right into the questions I'll be asking them. Um, but the first question is how, how has your childhood, I guess, childhood experiences, how has it impacted how you parent as as an adult, I guess? Does that make sense? Sure. All right. How did my childhood impact Tristan's childhood, basically. Uh, I guess, yeah. Sure. You're making this really complicated. <laughs> but, yes. Um, well, for starters, um, the first few years of my childhood felt very unwanted. Um, for those of you that don't know, I do not have a relationship with my biological mother. Um, we can spare everyone the details because... There's, no, there's really no reason to, but I just know that as a child, it's difficult to understand adult things. And I didn't un understand the adult things that she was going through or that anyone else was going through. I just, I just felt very unwanted and I felt rejected. Um, so first and foremost, no matter what the circumstance was between Tristan, or between me and Tristan's biological dad, I never, ever, ever wanted him to feel unwanted, ever. Um, second. I was very lonely as a child, even though I have siblings, they're all significantly older than me. So I was pretty much the only child until my nephew came to live with us. And I think that shaped a lot of um, <clears throat> my social interactions and how I wasn't good at them. So um, whether Tristan was going to be my only child, I didn't know. But for the time being that it was just me and him, I was like, I want him to still be a healthy like social person I want him to understand that the world doesn't revolve around him I mean obviously I'm still working on that <laughs> as you know um, but I wanted him to to see outside of himself and not be in his head so much because that's it's very easy to do as an only child you spend all this time by yourself entertaining yourself no matter how much time we spend with him he's still he's lonely mm -hmm. um, and I felt very lonely as a child and I didn't want I don't want his loneliness to manifest into like low self-esteem or him questioning himself or him doing questionable things to gain the attention and affection of other people because he feels like companionship is is worth more than, you know, right. him. Um, the other thing from my childhood that I am extremely cognizant of is affirmation. I won't say that I didn't receive affirmation during my childhood, but it it seemed like all of my affirmations were tied to accomplishments. Mm -hmm. um, if I did well in school or in band mm -hmm. or, you know, any, any of my extracurriculars, if I did well, then the accolades and the affirmations came. And I felt like if I was just being regular and I didn't have anything to show, for my time spent, there, there, 
there was no affirmation. There was never just a, like a, you're enough or you're fine as you are, or, you know, you're right. great. Right. And well, as we can see, Tristan is very well aware of his greatness. Definitely. He tells us all the time, like, you're lucky to have me mm -hmm. and I'm a great child and you're a great mom. And I like that the affirmation is two way with him. Like he's not just about taking right. and receiving affirmation and getting his head, you know, blown up every day, but he he knows how to reciprocate it and he's genuine and that's something I I didn't have that as a child, so I count that as a win. All right. So there's like the the key takeaways from my childhood that like heavily influence right. how I, I parent him. Um, okay. Um, for me, of course, without going into the details either, um, my childhood, none of the things that I do as a as a parent, or I'll say that we do as a parent, were things that I experienced as a child. Um, grew up in a very cold cold home. Um, and just to kind of caveat or take a side piece. Um, I, for the longest, it was the norm, and I resented my parents for a while. Um, but when I look back at it, like, as like you said, like, as a kid. Time out. It took so much for me not to be like, look back at it. Look back at it. All right. Well, I'm a child. Anywho. Um, no, as a kid, like, you don't understand the dynamics of why your parents do things. All you see is a lack of. All you see is that something that you want, you're not getting. Like for me, like Christmas, I always wanted gifts, but we didn't get it. I didn't know that. Like I didn't. All I knew was that my friends got gifts. You know, my my best friend got gifts. I didn't. So I didn't understand it. Like yo, my parents are really bad with money, or their job doesn't pay enough. You know, for them to to provide for us the things we wanted. But anywho, like <clears throat> affection was something that. Honestly, it was never really given in my house or whatever. And I, as an adult, like, I make sure that I give Tristan that. Even if at the beginning of the day, like, before he eats, I'm like, hey, come give me some love, man. Like, that's something that, even something as simple as, like, I love you. Like, for me as an adult, like, it means a lot more. Um, because, uh, you know, going through childhood and then adolescence and young adulthood, like, I didn't know how to respond to somebody saying I love you. Like, for me, I used it because it was something... You know, if I was dating, I knew it was a way to kind of get a woman to trust me more. And I think I loved them, loved them in some aspects, but I didn't fully know what it meant. But anywho, like, um, my childhood, like, I, unlike you, like, me and my siblings were all one year apart, but it was still very, we didn't really have a relationship. We were all one year apart, but, of course, me being the youngest, you know, the older siblings don't want you tagging along behind them and all these other things, but... For me, like, I know how I felt as as a kid, of course, and then as a teenager, and then as, as a young adult, not not having my parents there or not, not feeling comfortable enough to talk to them about things. Like, for example, being a child of that was sexually assaulted and molested as a kid, like, when I became a teenager, like, I didn't know what I wanted, like, because these things happened and I didn't understand it, like... When sexuality came in a place like I was confused, couldn't talk to my parents about that. Like I refused. For one, it makes me that much more protective of Tristan, but it also makes me more open to talk to him about anything, whether it's protection when he, whenever he becomes sexually active or been accepting of whatever whatever route he decides to take whether he's heterosexual, bisexual, homosexual, whatever the case may be, all of those were things that 
I never felt like if it was something out of ordinary, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, would not have been accepted by my parents. So it's extremely important for me to make sure that I don't put him in the same position. Absolutely. I can second that, the communication that, um, I didn't talk to my parents about a lot of things either. And if I did, it's because it was forced out of me. Mm -hmm. For instance, um, you know, we won't have to have this particular talk with Tristan, but when it came to uh, menstruating, mm -hmm. I I didn't know anything about anything. I didn't know that, I didn't know anything. And the day that my mother talked to me about it, um, I hadn't started my period yet, but she, it was framed as like this this thing that was bad because she basically told me that, hey, when this happens to you, you're going to be able to get pregnant. And what you will not do is bring a baby in this house. Mm -hmm. It was just this, like, this equals this, and you better not. So I was just, like, the whole time I was like, well, I don't want one of those because I don't want a baby. Mm -hmm. And um, also, for those of you who don't know, my older sister had a baby pretty young. And um, I, I guess that influenced the way that they right. approached things with me. And so I always saw it as like, okay, so... These are the things I can't do. And because they told me they were things I could not do, I also felt like I could not ask them about it. All right. So we are very open with Tristan. Um, someone asked me the other day. I don't remember who it was. But they were like, oh, does Tristan ask about the art on y'all's walls? Mm -hmm. Who asked me? I don't remember who asked me. I'm sorry. But um, I was like, no, he doesn't. But also in this house, like we let him know that nudity is okay. Right. That being curious about your body is okay. You, we, you mean we had the conversation with him in Maryland yeah, where he was like, like touching, touching his himself. penis, yeah, and, and I was like, "It's like, okay to do that in your room and privately." We let him know, like, "Hey, when you were in your bed and you were by yourself at night, like, by all means, do what do what you want." Do what feels good. Yep, and we also talked to him about that time because I'm like, "Well, since he's aware of his penis mm -hmm. and he knows that it feels good when it's touched, that's we we talk to him." Right. Is four or five a little too young? I don't think so if the child is aware. So I talked. To, we talked to him about it. We're like, you are the only person who touches you there. Mm -hmm. Not us. Mm -hmm. Only you. It, even to the point, like, when we're bathing him, I always ask him, I'm like, is it okay if mommy washes your, your penis or would you like to do it? Mm -hmm. And we let him know up front. And, like, that kind of openness was not a thing in my childhood. I mean, even, like, for me, like, I grew up in a... In a religious household, like my dad was at the time, he was a deacon, and then he became a minister. Like, and you have, I think, which happened with most of our parents. Like, you're literally taught all through childhood that sex is bad, which is natural. Like, how the hell did we get here? But like, but then it leads to you going out into the world and and being sexually active, ill prepared. Like, yep. you learn things either from porn. Or you learn things from your friends, friends. who are, yep. who have the same amount of experience that you have. You know what I'm saying? So the last thing that I want is for Tristan. I mean, because regardless of whether he starts having sex at 13, 11, 16, 20, whatever, like, I want him to feel comfortable enough to where we can have the conversation. Because for me, I like... feel empowered and let him know that it's... Exactly. That he, he steers his sexual experiences. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's the kind of narrative that I was taught. So I was extremely, like... What is the word? Uh, and it was, I felt. Oh no, no, I felt like handicapped when it came to it, and like. Well, I felt this this weird level of pressure too because I wasn't informed that like, hey, like sex is something that you do when you're ready. So I had my friends who were like athletes and like they were 
they were fucking. So I'm like, yo, like to keep up and to to remain cool, like, yo, is this something that I need to do? So like as a 13, 14 year old, like I found myself like literally talking to girls trying to showcase why they should have sex. Like instead of I'm so glad I didn't know you that. I want I mean, I think it was and honestly, like I can look back now. You know, but at the time it was it was the norm, which was fucked yeah. up. It was that, and that's the other thing too. I think the other thing that scares me so much is that things are way different now, mm-hmm. and the access literally. Which is why, like, it's so important yeah. to make sure that we had a conversation but that's for because everything. it's like yeah. we talk to him. Oh, the feelings. Mm-hmm. We talk to him about feelings. We let him express himself. Yeah. We welcome it. I don't feel that way with my parents. Oh, definitely. I felt like I had to justify if I was feeling something mm-hmm. other than happy yep. and I better have like a damn good reason for mm-hmm. feeling anything I was like happy a, and grateful it was like the video that I posted where I was like you know like growing up like I can't say all black men but like the du- the dudes that I grew up around and even my, my my dad it was like you got two emotions you got anger and you got happiness and you struggle with trying to express anything else which you know even in our marriage like it was that was an issue like oh you're nonchalant but it's mm-hmm. literally like just finding ways to kind of mask whatever it is that I'm really feeling mm-hmm. so it's extremely important to to talk to him like we always ask him like especially after we correct him for something it's like buddy how you feeling and nine times out of no Literally, ten times out of yeah, ten it's always I'm feeling sad. sad and we ask him why why are you feeling sad and so it's you know then we go on to say like it's okay to feel that way but you also need to understand that you're feeling this way because of something right. that you did. Um, because as a six-year-old, like he struggles just like any other six-year-old would with with taking responsibility for you know for why. I know some thirty-six-year-olds that struggle with taking responsibility. So, Very true. Yeah, like. But having that outlet to, and also like what we do, like something that you said, like the the affirmation and stuff. Like you felt like you only got it when you had accomplishments. Like we always tell him like. But yeah, we're disappointed, but we still love you. Or like, hey, you're still a good person, even though you made a mistake. Like, learn from it. Like, with me growing up, like when my parents got on to me, there wasn't some like, hey, I still love you. I just don't like that you did this. It was literally like you almost felt like you had fucking, you know, wrecked a car or like killed somebody. Like in my house, when you made a mistake, like you felt like it was literally the end of the world for what may have been like the simplest mistakes. So. Um, I think something that I still struggle with with Tristan is that very thing is like I don't, I want to express disappointment with him when I am disappointed. Mm-hmm. However, I don't want it to create this pressure on him. And, that's and what I, I know it's not. Say. I don't think any parent purposely puts stress on their child or puts pressure on their children. But you have to understand how a child's mind works. Mm-hmm. They see it as like. If I do this, my mom is happy. If I don't do this, she is unhappy. Like, let me do these things that will make her happy. And like, it, you know, you're all the time with like child athletes and, you know, child actresses and stuff like that. But, but just for normal kids, that's kind of rough. I don't know how many of you watched Little Fires Everywhere. And I don't think this is a spoiler alert or anything, but like the, the daughter from it's the like white two family, weeks, that's over. Yeah, that, that white family, mm-hmm. how she was telling her, her boyfriend it's a white daughter and she has a black boyfriend and whatever it's progressive and um he's saying like he's under this immense pressure because you know he's black and he can't 
he can't be a statistic. He can't mm-hmm. get a girl pregnant. He can't do this. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, you know, even though I'm this rich white girl, like, I also am under pressure because I have to be perfect for my mother. My mother expects absolute perfection. And I was thinking, even though the girl's character is a little bit annoying, I was like, no, she has a point. That she has a point. Like, the girl can't do anything less than perfection or else mm-hmm. her mother's just, it's almost like her worth is tied to that. And I don't ever, 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 ever want Tristan to feel that way because that takes a long time. And I time think, honestly, I think we, sti- we still struggle with that. Like, like, like if I tell you something that I don't like or whatever, like it affects you extremely hard. And I think that it stems from childhood, like just being realistic, you know, you're not perfect, but it's like, man, like just for me personally, like when I let my parents down, like I felt that shit for days, even if it was something small. So like, Mm -hmm. if you tell me like, yo, I didn't like when you do this, like just natural reaction my mind goes there i'm like damn like is she feeling the same way that my parents felt you know even even though it's you know years later like it was it was kind of it was kind of driven home so many times over the years like whenever you make a mistake or whenever you see one for me because my siblings were one year apart whenever i see them make a mistake and i see or you know my parent my sister and brother are out of the house and i listen to my dad literally like bitch about it for like four or five hours and I'm like man like it it really wasn't that serious Mm -hmm. like but you're talking about it for like four or five hours like is this exact same way you do when I make a mistake like you know so it's I think with Tristan like we do extremely well because when we get on to him we don't shut him out we don't we don't ice him out which is what my parents did like and I think is looking back I don't think it was something that they did intentionally but I think it's just it was done to them. Like, it was just a ripple effect. Like, you know, passed down. It was a generational thing. It was literally passed down from their parents and so on and so forth. So, yeah, mm. no, I get that. I mean, we kind of went off topic on there, but yeah. for those of you who are still with us, thanks. <laughs> All right. So, next question. This is just for you. Hmm. Okay. So, how's your parenting style changed since becoming a wife as opposed to like when you were single? Well, um,. Hmm. more backstory on me I was raised by my father and my stepmother Mm -hmm. I'm extremely close to my stepmother but I was not always that way Mm -hmm. Um, when I was super super young I think I was like three or four possibly five but probably four I was very mean to my stepmother um, because when I lived with my biological mother before moving with my dad all I heard was negative things all I heard is like oh Bennett that's what they call my dad they were like oh Bennett and and left and went with that white woman he done married a white lady and you finna go live with this white lady i didn't know better i just knew that white equals bad that's what i was taught in that household right so i went there with this like all right i'm not gonna like this white person i don't know why but you know she's white and she took my dad and we don't like her you know so i was extremely cold towards her and you know later in life i did maybe when i was a preteen slash teenager it clicked I wasn't cold to her till then, but like that's when it clicked. I was like, wow, like this lady stepped in, raised a child that was not hers after her children are already grown, married this man, took on, you know, literally his baggage. Um, and I made that even more difficult for her than it already was. You're already being faced with adversity because one, y'all are this interracial, by the way, she's not white, she's Mexican, but anyways. You're this interracial couple living in the deep south because I can tell y'all some stories about going places with my parents in North Carolina and Georgia and then being refused service or being told that my mother could be served but my dad couldn't, things like that. Um, 
this is the 90s by the way like she's already dealing with a lot and I'm not making it any easier and she's mm -hmm. literally bending over backwards because she loves my dad mm -hmm. and it took a while for it to click and I never you know after things ended with Tristan's dad I was like if I find myself with someone else serious vetting needs to take place because not just anyone can be around my child and also because I know my child is very loving and kind and big hearted and also I would like to make the transition easier for whoever this person is that's going to be joining our family like I don't ever want them to feel the way I made my stepmother feel for that very short amount of time you know even though it was born out of my childish ignorance because I was a child and I was being ignorant I did not know better I do now and mm -hmm. I know that I can take steps as you know the parent that was already here to make sure Tristan doesn't do that to you and also that you don't make him feel like right the other and mm -hmm. something that i worry about constantly which i don't have i have no reason to worry about this like i don't think it'll be a problem but like, i know what you're about to say okay no go ahead i just i just had because i thought about it too i was like i know that she's thought about this but go ahead go ahead so like we're talking about growing our family and i'm thinking like okay well that'd be cool you know but like is there going to be favoritism is it going to be like tuck is going to be nicer or warmer towards you know the one that's his biologically and is Tristan gonna feel a way or am I gonna feel a way and am I gonna you know wrap my arms around Tristan more because I feel like I have to protect him and then the other thing too like the last name thing irks me to no end mm -hmm. uh I don't want there to be three of us with the same last name and then Tristan be the one in, out in left field with his complicated last name mm -hmm. um and then also, like, for instance, my stepmother legally adopted me. I did not know that until I was applying for a uh, federal... FAFSA? Like yeah, for FAFSA. Yep, when you were putting in, like, all the information. And I clicked stepmother, and there was, like, a little drop-down box that was, like, are you adopted? And I was, like, I don't know if she's legally adopted. I was 17 when I found that out. And she was, like, of course I did that. Like, why wouldn't I? I didn't know that like I, I didn't I didn't realize what that meant and then of course like all the memories came back and I was like wow I was a difficult little toddler for her or four or five year old like I was was terrible you know um and I think about all those things and I'm like I'm in the perfect position to one like not let that happen again with my child you know so that's what I thought about when it came to to marrying and like blending of families I'm sure it would have been way different if you also came into the marriage with a child there would have been all right. even another layer of complication mm -hmm. and all of that yeah well just for the record I would never treat Tristan like that you know that though I mean I'm as close I'm, I am his dad but you know that um, I don't think I, I said could. It wasn't, I no, I don't. To feel that way, but you, is this something you think I, about? No, happening? I think is I think is is a natural reaction. Like, cause I've thought about maybe not that that part so much, um, but I definitely have thought about like the the last name and stuff. You know, like that's something we talked about. We've like, talked about it many times. A while also, ago, like I've been researching it for and is, a minute, and, and then for, I start. You know what my hangup is. I have to get us the signature yeah. of his actual father. And is is And I'm like, how Which is which is weird because like I love his grandmother. Like his dad's mom. Like oh, Leslie is awesome. Great. Like 
and I worry about Unless like you're listening to this Leslie yeah if you listen to this like I did not say that <laughs> um, no but um you know I worry about that part because it it is the a last name is important and it's a tie it's like a last it's, it's something that you hold on to as a remembrance of your family so I can understand like why people would be objective to it like even though it, it wouldn't be her decision per se but like i could understand I've like about it so many y'all have no idea and you know, i've even but, thought about my own like making the decision to take your last name i don't know if i ever told you this but like i regretted it after a while i was like why didn't i do it like why didn't i just hyphenate you can I always go like back I, and do it do you know how cumbersome it is to change your last name i don't no, i've been a tucker forever because i would have took the name bennett male privilege I would have taken the name Bennett. Anyways, it's it's something that I was like for a, a long time. I was like, why'd I do it? Why'd I do it? I was really heavily considering like dropping my middle name, moving Bennett to the middle so I could still have it. Like, you don't have to drop a, a name though. That. Can you let me finish? I'm just saying. Thank you. And so I was thinking with Tristan, like, what if, what if we take his current last names, because there are two of them, and put it in the middle? or drop the first one and keep the last one and like i was thinking of a way like how can we please everyone because i'm sure if we brought this to leslie and was like hey we need so-and-so's signature on this because i'm changing tristan's last name it would hurt her feelings because one of those last names is her last name and she is extremely close to him mm-hmm. and then i started thinking like this is really complicated and every time i start thinking about the process i'm like this is is complicated and then i told myself like i'm also making this decision for tristan without consulting him and that's kind of not right and so i ask him sometimes like randomly i'll be like hey i was like what do you want your last name to be and he'll be like whatever yours is or i'm like do you like your last name do you know what this boy said because he's six he was like it does take a long time to write Hmm. and he says it doesn't fit on the line on his school paper that's all he cares about so then i keep thinking like Hey, maybe I'm thinking too deep into this, you know? But also 12-year-old Tristan might feel way different and wonder like, hey, why does my the rest of my family members have this last name and then I'm this guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just complicated, especially when it comes to traveling and paperwork with school. It's it's a haze. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, let's skip that question. Uh... So last question, um, okay. how important is it that, that Tristan actually sees like examples of love, communication, and you know, I remember like, I can't remember what episode this was, but you told me like you never saw your parents like fuss or anything, oh, like, right. like, you how, know, I never saw but it also like, because of that, like you came into like this marriage with, you know, with this this perception that like oh like you know (laughs) exactly Um. yeah i mean it's a thousand percent important those it's important i just think it's difficult sometimes though like something that i don't want to happen like we're extremely open with him and we want him to see love we want him to see communication and healthy conflict resolution i can remember being in high school and having friends who knew way too much about their parents marriage like they were just carrying burdens that adults should have been oh, carrying. Of course, I, I definitely did. You know what I'm saying? And so it made like, me want to stay away from home. There's like a, I think there's a line between like. 
teaching well, your child and showing your child and not bringing them into well it. so i guess like when i say like them see like healthy conflict i don't expect him to be, him to see us like and you didn't do this shit and you went and spent three hundred dollars without telling like not that shit but i kids especially when they get older you can tell when there's tension so yeah. you know when there's conflict like i want him to be able to see like yo like dad's a little upset with mom and then you know and then him see like it kind of dissolve away like not necessarily have a conversation in front of him but like see that like yeah dad's mad at mom but he still you know he still picked her up some flowers or he still gave her a card or he still rubbed her feet at night yeah no i get i agree with you absolutely but i i think it is difficult like the friends that i'm referring to like growing up i it was to the point where they not just that they knew the details not a like hey I think my dad's cheating on my mom mm-hmm. not that but more so like they were genuinely stressed like as preteens and teenagers like, oh i was you know what i'm saying especially like, like, like when it came to like money and stuff this time or like hey my dad said that he was tdy but he wasn't and now my mom is doing this and like last night she stayed up crying till 2 a.m and the only reason i know it is because i got up to get something to drink and she was still crying and like children should be able to be kids you know our child is already existential and worrisome and anxious at six. Like, I just don't want it to bleed. I don't mm-hmm. want our openness and our, like, I don't know. Our also, like, when you know, to- like, for me, that was also part of what kept me from feeling comfortable to talk to my parents. I'm like, damn, like, they already, like, going through yeah. it. Like, you know, I really... This isn't a good opportunity to go and tell them like, "Hey, prom's coming up. You think you can help me pay for this?" Yeah, like not when you just heard them arguing about, about money. Like, yep, 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 exactly. I so, um, but like for me, like isn't the conflict resolution part is super important to me because all I saw was conflict. Like, right. I saw my parents. I saw my mom throw a box fan at my dad because he called her a bitch, and the only reason it didn't hit him was because it was plugged into the wall safe to say he never called a one after that but like that kind of conflict Tristan will never see that but I never saw any examples of like firstly for how much we pay for this house we better never need a box fan that's true I just want to throw that out that's true but like and also because because my parents weren't loving anyways like there was literally no indication that any type of conflict had been resolved like it was literally, hey, we're roommates. Let's go through the day. Let's come home. Let's, let's eat. Mom washes the clothes. Dad watches television. Like, that was the routine. So it was like, I never saw them hug. I never saw them kiss so literally. But I did see them fight. But because the same way that they fought was almost the same way that they operated anyways. Like, I didn't know what conflict resolution was. Um, so it's extremely important for me to... It's extremely important to me for him to actually see, like, conflict resolution. Hmm. Right now, I don't think that... I don't think that he's... He probably doesn't think that we ever fight. Because most of... When we're around him, like, he sees us as a united front. You know, he... I think the only... He thinks fighting is us like, hey, I'll wash the dishes. No, I got him. And he'll be like, stop fighting! And nobody... And literally... And we'll, like, look at him and be like, I'm not fighting, buddy. You know, but that's his example, which I love that, you know, like fighting for him isn't like dad storming out of the house or like Mm -hmm. mom cursing and and storming upstairs. Like fighting for him is literally like us going back and forth over who's gonna who's gonna like take on a certain chore. Um, 
which I appreciate. Um, but it's extremely important, like, for him to see that. Because as he gets older, like, he'll be able to pick up on things that he's just oblivious to now. I also want him to be able to stand up for himself, too. I don't want him to just see, like, one side of conflict and then see it not resolve. Mm -hmm. Or, like, let's say he sees me upset, doesn't know the details, but he knows I'm upset. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't see anything else. And then a couple of days later, things are back to normal. Mm -hmm. He's just going to wonder, like, oh, well, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. Or... I saw dad bring flowers. That must have been it. I don't want him to get in the habit of like thinking that he has to be the one that resolves things up. Yes, that is the thing that I and he's like that already. Mm -hmm. Where he's very like, if Tristan thinks I'm sad or my mood is down, he will do everything in his power to make sure I'm feeling better. He'll just like, oh, just how was your day? And if I say it was okay, he'll just like. I want your day to be better. Would you, okay, what can I do? And mm-hmm. I don't want him to be the friend that always take on like the he burden has to give and mm-hmm. give and give. Because we've had, do you remember? Like he said stuff like, "I'll give yep. you my money," and yep. I'm like, oh, nope. "Man, that is a slippery slope." Like, yep. I want him to know that that's not your worth isn't attached to like what you can do for people. Because I fell into that as a child. Because I thought that that's that that's how people would be my friend. Mm-hmm. And and that when people are going through something that. It's okay to want to make people feel better, but it's not your job. Like, I don't want him to feel like, oh, like, you know, because he's going to have friends that are going through stuff like it's your job to be there if they if if they need you. Mm -hmm. But it's not your job to take on somebody else's problem and be the, the, I guess, solution bearer or the fixer, like for everything, especially things that have absolutely nothing to do with you. Basically, we just want Tristan to be better than we are. We want him to be well-rounded. Yeah. That's just what it comes down to. I want him to be well-rounded. I want him to be able to communicate, like I said, like, regardless of what his preference is, regardless of what his career is, like, I want him to be able to stand up for himself. I want him to be, which we talked about with him, I think, yesterday, like, how he was being mean. Yeah. Like, I want him to be, like... A kind person. A kind person, like... Humble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Basically, we just want, like, a well-rounded, kind child. That's it. He alright so far. He is alright so far. I agree. Yeah. Alright, um, ain't really no words of wisdom. Y'all stay safe. They opening stuff up outdoors. Um, that don't mean y'all should go out. Um, also, according to our fearless leader here, this is the season finale of season one. I actually didn't really realize that there were seasons to podcasts until recently, but this is the end of season one. Uh, return TBA. Yeah. Keep up with us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And if you ever want to go listen to old episodes, you can definitely go to Spotify or Anchor or Apple Podcast. Yeah, we'll find ways to stay engaged with his yeah. questions or For whatever. Sure. Uh, I think like season two will basically just go like more in depth about the stuff about some of the stuff that we actually talked about or if you guys have questions or suggestions for how to approach season two feedback is definitely welcome you can hit us up on the proof not the exception instagram or our individual instagrams Mm -hmm. i am at oh underscore underscore myE. so it's two underscores there are two underscores damn oh my and i'm tuck 1914 clever simple all right guys be easy later